Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. A couple of weeks ago, I preached a message on expansion and the conduit to be a conduit to the kingdom. Everyone remember that one? Whack, whack, whack. No, no one's whacking anyone today. Maybe a couple. (laughs) Maybe conduit to a kingdom and to expand. We need to grow. You know, for, for blessing to flow through us, we need to expand our world to a place where God can flow greater and greater blessing through us. I love how He does that. I spoke about hindsight. You know about hindsight? Isn't it great to have hindsight? Wouldn't it be great to have hindsight right now? Right, like, like about things that you're going to do. That'd be good, wouldn't it, right? That'd be so much better than having hindsight about things that you've done. Are you with me this morning? I'd love to go, someone to go, hey, Steve, that's a stupid thing. Don't do that. But yeah, I've got to wait till you do the stupid thing till you go, that was a stupid thing. I shouldn't have done that. It's true, right? I shared a story when I was um, 14 years old. My dad's a mechanical engineer and uh, he was repairing a client's motorcycle and it was an expensive motorcycle and um, I thought it was a great idea at the bright old age of 14 to while he was out seeing somebody I got on that motorcycle and I decided to do burnouts in the car park right smoke everywhere back wheels spinning Uh, the challenge was that my ambition was far greater than my ability And I rode that motorcycle straight into the door of a very expensive Mercedes-Benz that was also another client (laughs) of his. Little to say, me laying on the ground bleeding uh, was very little comfort to my dad (laughs) when he got back. Hindsight tells me that was a dumb thing to do. At the time, I thought it was a great idea. I'll do this, no one will even know. I'll put the bike back and no one will know except for the big black marks that would have been on the road out the front of the house. Hindsight's an amazing thing. And we look at the Bible, the Word of God. The Word of God is a book of hindsight. It's a book of, hey, listen, these consequences are going to outwork if you outwork your life this way. Or it's a book of, hey, these great blessings are going to outwork if you outwork your life this way. It's a book of hindsight. It's a book of promise. It's a great book that we can live our life by and learn by. Amen? Tell me something. Anyone in this room, whose life is better from a, for applying biblical principle to your world? Every single hand should be up here. When you apply kingdom promises and biblical principle to your world, your life is better. Your life is better. Your life is so much better than what it is now. We live in a world where... There is so little faith and hope that they try and people find it in all sorts of things except for their creator. The thing that they are actually chasing, that they're longing for, is a, is a longing and, and a, such a, a thing they want, but they don't understand that they need to connect to the creator, the one that spoke to them. They try and find it in money, in power, in, in, in all sorts of things, but they never fulfill it. People who want power just want more power. People who want money just want more money. People who want more friends just want more friends. But it's unfulfilling and their life's foundation is just not where it should be. 
right? Because, and they always crash. How many movie stars do we read about? All the money in the world, all the power in the world, all the influence in the world. How many rock stars? Same deal. But their lives just crash and burn because the thing that they are seeking, they haven't reached out for yet. And it's you and it's me that need to be available and positioned correctly when the time comes, not just for the movie stars and the rock stars, but for your neighbour, for the person at school, for the person at work, those people that, are go- that, that might be souls right now, that today they're walking past you, cursing and screaming and carry on. Will you be Ananias to their soul? Will you speak out and reach into them and, and let Christ come into their world and convert them to a Paul? And they'll go on to change the world we live in. What an incredible thought. Can you be an Ananias to the souls? You know that whole story, Ananias is like, me? Who? Me? What? You know who this guy is, right, God? This guy kills people like me. He's like, I know that. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Or is this just written on a bit of paper and you don't trust me? Do you trust me? Will you be an Ananias this morning? Will you go and speak life, hope, vision, power into a place that it's just full of darkness and full of need? Will you have that boldness this morning? This is not a whacking stick. It's actually got a purpose. I'll get to it in a sec. <laughs> I feel like one of those, what do they call them, those air marshals walking around with those things, you know, in the army? One of those guys. Righto. It is such an important place to be positioned correctly and available in our world. Last, spoke, last week I spoke on uh, when we become positioned correctly, right, we become available un- and unblocked and ready to receive whatever God wants to pass through us. And that marble's still stuck in there. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> that was an example of how if we don't expand things, it's stuck and we get blocked up, right? We don't expand. We hang on to those, those attitudes. We hang on to those challenges in our world. Things get blocked up. We need to expand. We need to be positioned correctly. We need to be available because we can't help but expand when we make ourselves available to the Word of God. We can't help but expand when we go, yes, Lord. What did Ananias do? He's like, yes, Lord. Where do you go? Yes. And God said, go. Just go. I'll take care of the rest. Just go. Today I want to speak about the most important factor about being a conduit to the kingdom. And that is the foundation in which it's laid. You know, this is a conduit. It is in itself somewhat protected. But the most important thing and what stops it from bending and shifting and being broken is the foundation in which it's laid into. This is okay. But the foundation will support it from Deviation. It'll support it from being moved. It'll support it from things crushing in on it. It'll stop things from impacting and influencing it in such a bad way. This is an incredible thing. It, it's got a purpose and a design. And when that design is fulfilled correctly, it will deliver what is ever passing through it. But there's conditions. There's conditions around this. Uh, the conduit's important. Expansion is important. 
but the foundation it's laid into is far more important. You know, the foundation that it's laid into has got to be the right material. I know a lot about earthworks and I know a lot about uh, foundation materials. And if you use the wrong foundation materials, certain things will happen. Impurities will come. It won't support what's it's, what it's laid into. I remember a job that I did. I built a block of units down on the Gold Coast. And the, the, the ground and the engineering was not correct for the building. Now, when we went to dig, it was on a water table and all this ocean water come up about a metre deep. And we stopped and I said to the engineer, what do you want to do? And he said, well, we can't build this building on this foundation. We need to come up with a solution to support a 50-ton building for it to stand on. In the end, we put 92 H5 12-metre telegraph poles beneath that structure to support it. The foundation is so important for a structure to stand. The foundation is so important. The structure's important. Don't get me wrong. The structure's important. It has a function. But unless its foundation is correct, it will fail. It will fail. Inevitably, it'll fail. The walls will crack. The pipes will break. The conduit will be crushed. And it will fail. The reality is the foundation will determine the conduit's ability to stay positioned correctly. It'll determine its stability and its sustainability. We can build something that won't last very long. It might last for a little while. But unless the foundation's correct, it won't last. Something will come along and shift the foundation and it will fail. It won't withstand the forces that press against it. It'll be crushed. It'll be unusable. And whatever's passing through, it won't reach its destination. Has anyone ever built anything that's actually not lasted? Come on, who's brave in the room? Come on. Had a bit of a crack. I know what I'm doing. So, much, so to be said for our own life, right? I'll give it a crack. I know what I'm doing. I'll do it my way. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. But there's so much more that needs to be understood to be able to give it a crack. You know, I, I know mechanical things. You can't just give it a crack. You've got to know what you're doing, right? Otherwise, the thing will fail. It'll fail. You've got to know the foundation materials, the principles that support whatever you're trying to lay into it. I've got a box, right? See this box here? This box is the same as this. Now, this conduit here, if it's, let's, let's call this box the foundation material. It is the ground in which it's laid into. It's strong. It's solid. I could jump and kick and do all these things, right? Nothing's going to happen to the conduit that's passing through it because the foundation that it's laid into is solid. It's designed for a purpose. The problem is this. If I take that out of that foundation, how easy does that break? How easy does that break? That was like so simple. In itself, it looked good. It looked strong. It looked like it could do the job. But now because the foundation has been removed or the foundation is weak, there's a blockage. It, nothing can pass through it. And often we carry these blockages in our world, in our lives, 
that create these creases and these crinkles in our world. And the blessing of God cannot flow because of this scenario, because the foundation material that we are calling upon isn't solid. So today I want to talk about the principles of foundation, the principles of why we do what we do, the principles of what keeps us from being crushed, the principles from what keeps us from being broken, the principles of what keep us to have longevity and sustainability in the kingdom of God. So many people I know, I've been a Christian since I was 13 years old, and I, I could probably count on one hand, maybe one and a half hands, the people that I know are still serving God from when I was 13 years old. And it's a travesty to me because there's foundational principles in their life when the storms come, when the challenges come around their world, eight away, bit by bit. And the devil just starts to eke in like water does into the ground, right? Water softens it. It makes it soft. And the, and the, and the foundational material becomes weak as impurities start to come into that place. As impurities start to come in, it starts a washing away. You know, recently we've had floods and we've seen houses washed away, washed away, washed away. But the ones on solid ground, hey, they're still there. And there's great opportunity for foundational rebuilding. When we fill our lives with the right materials, we become compacted correctly. Compaction is so important. I, I, when it comes to building... You see people roll compacted layers about this deep, 400, 300. You know, the problem is that it might be compacted on the top, but the rest of it, the vibration, the compaction doesn't go down through the dirt. You can only compact proper compaction, which I won't go into the details of it all, at about 100 mil, which isn't a great, great lot. What that says about our life and the Word of God is that we must be compacted consistently. We must allow the Word of God to come in and continue to shape and change our heart, continue to shape and change our thinking, continue to shape and change and compact the things that are coming into our world. When challenges come, we need to remove the impurities and allow the Word of God to compound what He's saying to us, even if it's uncomfortable. No one likes being whacked and walloped and, you know, compacted. But I know God. And God's like, hey, this is for your own good. You need to do this. You need to listen to me. You need to stop following your heart, stop following your head, not following the things that this world, you know, because the Word of God says your heart is deceitful. Oh, don't like that one, do we? Oh, that's deceitful. My heart's awesome. No, it's not. It's deceitful. But every word of the mouth of God is a solid rock. It's compounding material. And when we apply these kingdom principles to our world, hey, we come into this place. We come into a place where we get started to get impounded and battered and bruised, but it doesn't impact the conduit that's laid in the right foundation. Our lives don't get changed. We don't have challenges. We have challenges that come in, but it doesn't rock the direction and steer us off path. And what is flowing through us reaches its destination from the Creator who starts to bring blessing through our life. The foundation is so important in our world. We withstand the forces pressing against us. We're not crushed by the actions and the comments of people. How many people have been offended by what people have said? 
Come on, come on. How many people have got offence in their life by what people? I have too. But I've had to let it go. I've had to allow God to pull the rocks and the, and the shrapnel out of my heart so I can be compacted. So I can let the Word of God start to go, hey, the, your identity's in me. Your identity's not in what they're saying. Your identity's not in the world. Your identity's not in money. Your identity's not in those things because you are compacted well. And your foundation is the rock of Jesus Christ. Your foundation is the Word of God. And everything that's in it is true for your life. And it's a promise for your life. And if you look back in hindsight to the Word of God and how that shrapnel applies to that, you'll find it has no place there. That's tough, isn't it? We like hanging on to those things sometimes, don't we? Everyone, I'm not going to ask you to say a show of hands, but... It's true. We know where our strength comes from, don't we? We know that. When the principles are applied to our life, you know, all that that anxiety and that stress goes. When we apply kingdom principles to our world, when we allow hindsight of the Word of God to come to our life, anxiety goes. Stress goes. Purpose becomes clear. I serve God. I serve the King of Kings, the one who pours blessing on my life. I'm not going to stop and listen to words that are contrary to the, what the Word of God says. This takes a discipline in our world to stop going, oh, that person, you know. You know what they said about me? You know, they don't talk to me anymore. They offered that person a cupcake and not me. What is going on with that? Oh, why did they get the strawberry cupcake and I got the vanilla one? Really? Come on, guys. Come on. We, we can take the Word of God. Hey, come on. We can compact our foundation into something that's glorious, something that's designed for purpose, something that's going to allow the blessing of God to flow through it. And let me tell you this. Every bit of shrapnel that's stuck in there in challenge is a kink in that pipe. And it's stopping the blessing of God from flowing through who you are. You are created, anointed and appointed, blessed to go out in charge of the army of the the heaven's angels, to change people's lives, to be Ananias, to be able to speak into the Saul's world, to be able to take them from this place where you say, yes, God, pull that bit of shrapnel out. Let Let me speak to a Paul. Let me start to build up. Let me start to say, hey, you are more than a conqueror. Let me start to say to that thing, mountain, you can get out of my way. You know, that bit of shrapnel that's this big in my head, you can get out of my way because I'm a servant of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm not going to let that identity speak to me. I don't care about cupcakes. I care about the Word of God. I care that my identity is found in the Word of God. And I need to discipline my thoughts and discipline my heart Do not listen to those things. I hear Pastor Dave say, I don't care what people say about me. That's their problem. I love that. I love that. I care about what God says about me. I care when God says, hey, we're going to do some compaction right now. This isn't going to be easy for you, but I'm going to pull out that thing that's been stuck in there, that's been annoying you for such a long time. But you need to position yourself in a foundation that is the Word of God so I can remove that from your life. Foundations are important. Conduits are important. Buildings are important. But the building will not stand if the foundation is full of impurities. It won't. 
it will fail. It will fail. It will be crushed. It will be collapsed. It will break. And whatever's trying to get through that will stop. Hebrews 11.10 says this, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer was God. That's me. I want, I, want design, I want God to be my designer. I don't want this world to be my designer. I don't want these clothes to be my designer. I could probably do with some help there. But I don't want that. I try and dress like my kids, like they're cool, and it just doesn't happen, right? You've got to just do yourself. I'm like, you know, I look stupid like that, right? Like, I want God to be my designer. I want that city in my world. So when I go to the cross that my heart is pure, there's no shrapnel or blockages here, and go, God, you are my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. You are my shepherd. The world's not my shepherd. Shrapnel's not my shepherd. Bad words spoken over me is not my shepherd. Cupcakes aren't my shepherd. You are my shepherd. And surely goodness and kindness will follow me all the days of my life when you are my shepherd. Surely they will. Come on. We serve a great God this morning. I want to give you a couple of reasons why building the right foundation for your life is important. Foundation number one. Foundation number one. Every one of us is building a foundation. Every one of us is. Good, bad or otherwise. We are all building a foundation. What you are allowing to stay in your fill, in your material, will determine the strength of that foundation. We are all creating a legacy, every one of us. Every one of us is creating a legacy. You know, uh, uh, Matthew 7.24 says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose up, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose up, the winds blew, and he fell down with a great crash. Foundations are important, right? As a builder, I can tell you, foundations are important. When you build your house on something that is shifting, it'll fail. I'm actually a building inspector. I spend a lot of time going to houses, diagnosing problems. There's a big crack in this wall. It's not the wall. It's the footings. It's a foundation in every case. Because something underneath that has stopped supporting it. It's not compacted correctly. The dynamics of the foundation have shifted. And the very thing that holds that building up is broken. And that you could fix that crack a hundred times. It will come back. It, will, it has to. You need to go to the source of the issue, which is the foundation of your relationship with Christ. If you've got issues in your world that keep coming back, let me tell you something. You can try and address that thing all you like. But unless you bring it to the foot of the cross and let the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit start to build that foundational principle in your world, it'll come back. It will. 
It's only when you bring that into the submission of Jesus Christ at the foot of the cross where grace and mercy meet, where you are forgiven, set free, made whole in Jesus' name, where that foundational principle starts to build, starts to be compacted, starts to then become strong. When the challenges come in this world, conduit won't be impacted in fact it'll grow it'll expand it can't help but expand when you apply these biblical principles and kingdom hindsight to your life your life cannot help but expand it just is jesus closes that scripture with a weather warning right he does he's like listen guys uh this storm's coming hey listen guys uh, there's winds and waves coming. Okay, let me talk for a second on hindsight. Who reckons there's storms coming in the world? I'm not going to be foolish enough to stop and go, oh no, I'm fine, right? Like, yeah. I know there's storms are going to come. I know the devil's looking for every opportunity to undermine my foundation. So I'm going to stop and go, hey, there is storms coming. What would a wise man do? Prepare for the storm. Right, wouldn't you? Like, you know, we're in cyclone season, go and put all your stuff in the pool. When I was up in Darwin, right? This is a true story. When I was up in Darwin, our cyclone management plan was chuck everything in the pool. It's true, because it's hard to rip it out of the water. So, not that that happened, but that just a thought. The parable is a parable of choices. One man chooses to build on the rock, and another man chooses to build on sand. Now, we can make the mistake that Jesus is talking about Christians and non-Christians. Uh, but I think he's talking about contrasting professing Christians and repentant Christians. Amen. I think he's talking about you and me. Hang on, not that I'm saying there's a difference between you and me. I'm just saying, like, I think in the house of God, we can be really careful that we don't come in from a professing point of view, but not a life change point of view. Not a repentant point of view. Not a submission at the foot of the cross point of view. Not a covenant in the blood of Jesus point of view. Challenges will come. Issues will come. I'm going to run either to the cross or away from it. I'm going to undermine my foundation or I'm going to allow the, the, the Word of God to compact it. I'm going to stand there and go, you know what? I'm going to let my heart and my head lead me or I'm going to let the Word of God make up my foundation this morning. I'm either going to be crushed and broken by what's coming down upon me or I'm going to allow the Word of God, the Spirit of God to uphold me, to withstand those pressures pushing in on me. You know, these pressures, I can push in on these all I like. That conduit's not impacted. What's passing through it will still pass through it. What's so important is the foundation in which we build our life, build our life on. In a generic sense, people can like the Scriptures. They can respect the Scriptures. They can even believe the Scriptures. But unless they apply them to their life, there's some shifting sands there. There's some impurities in the foundation. You know, discipline's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to get. And it's a tough thing to give to yourself, disciplining yourself. But those who hear the words of Jesus, practice them and apply them, obey them, and live according to it. What happens? 
a foundation is compacted. Their world expands. The blessings flow. Then you can stand there and go, hey, Saul, I know you used to kill people like me. Well, I want to tell you, I want to share Jesus with you, right? Jesus spoke to me and he said, look, you know, go and see, go and see Paul. He's a changed man. Now, I have faith in the fact that Jesus said that in my life and I will apply that principle even though my heart and my head don't want to believe it. Ananias, God, you know this guy, right? Come on. Hey, just go. I got this. Can I just say to you this morning, God is trying to move you from where you are to where he's calling you to be. We need to get up and go. We need to get up and go. We need to go. We need to stop making excuses as to why you can't do something. It's too cold. I can't go to prayer meeting. It's too cold. I can't speak to that person. They're abrasive and abrupt. What is the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say, get away from me. You're going to go, okay, no worries. But Jesus loves you anyway. And you need him in your life. You know that anger stuff you got going on? He can fix all that. You know your marriage issues? He can fix all that. But you stay you. You do you. You allow the world to come and sweep away those foundations. And we know what happens. It ends up in rack and ruin, right? But when we stand on the Word of God, when we say, the Lord is my shepherd, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When I stand and see Jesus in front of me and the army of heaven's angels behind me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? I'm the righteousness of Christ. Can I get an amen from everyone who believes that? I'm the apple of my Father's eye. Can I get an amen from anyone who believes that over their life? I am joined heirs with Christ in the vine. Can I get an amen? If you are joint heirs with Christ, come on. Get up and move. Get up and move. Don't say seated in your position. Stay there for a minute. Don't, but in your life, get up and move. Start making declarations around your world. Start declaring that God is good. God is in control. My foundations are solid. I am standing on the rock. And when challenges come, they can just go. What are you believing for your life? I get there are tough things in our world. But if we call ourselves sons and daughters of Christ, then everything in this book is true. Everything in it, every promise is for you. So get up and go. Get up and go. You know, the only word in that scripture about the man who built his house on a rock and sand, that is different, is the word do. Do. Will you do? Both men heard Jesus' word. Only one of them applies kingdom, hindsight and principles to his life. Builds a foundation on the rock of Christ that will stand the worst of storms. The other guy, well, we don't really know what happened to him. But we've got a good idea, right? We kind of know that he got swept away. But lucky for us, we serve a God that loves to support who we are. That is going to be our foundation that's going to undergird who we are. But we've got to let him do that. We've got to take steps in the right direction to allow that foundation compaction to happen in our world. 1 Corinthians 3.10 says this, According to the grace of God given to me. Let's just stop there for a sec. According to the grace of God given to me. God, you are so good. I thank you for your grace and your mercy in my world. Come on. Thank you for your son, Jesus. 
given to me as a free gift. Like a skilled master builder, I lay a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one of us take care on how he builds upon it. Your life, the foundation that you are building will be an example that will perpetuate a legacy for someone else. Can I just say that again? The foundation that you are building right now today is a legacy that you are leaving for someone else. What does that foundation look like? What does that foundation look like for your kids? What foundation are you building for your marriage? What foundation are you building in your home? Are, the, are your children going to walk away and go, you know what, I've seen my parents go through things and I've seen them lean into God. And I've seen them stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. I've seen them stand and when the winds come and the pressure comes and the devil comes to pull apart and destroy them, they proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Because no weapon formed against them shall be prospered. That's who I'm going to follow. Or are they proclaiming something else? In your marriages, man, do you treat your wife like Christ loves the church and gave his life for her? Or is it something different? That's a tough one, right? Not really. Ladies, what's the temperature in your home? What temperature are you building into your house? Is it a foundation that you're laying, building harmony and unity? Or is it something else? When we're compacted correctly, goodness and kindness follow us all the days of our lives. When we remove impurities from our world, the just shall live by faith. Amen? When we can withstand the forces pressing against us, we stand on the rock of Christ and filling our life with the right material. My second thought, just quickly, is the choices are before us. Recently, I watched a movie called Everest. Has anyone seen that? Yep, eight people died on the mountain. And there's a really significant statement and someone said to the, to the team leader, there is a storm approaching, and it's, but it's a few days away. But the team leaders made this statement. He said, the mountain makes its own weather. The mountain makes its own weather. You can't say, I'll wait till the storm hits before you start fixing your foundation. It's too late. You're already in the middle of the storm. You can't wait to fix the foundation in your home after the, you know, while the storm's happening. It's impossible to do. We need to prepare for it now. 2 Peter 3, 7 says this, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand. Let's back up. What did we read earlier? Hey, if we could prepare for a storm right now, would we do it? Right, we've got another scripture here that says, Hey, you know this is coming. Jesus is saying, I only give you a weather warning right now. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawlessness uh, people and lose your own stability. Jesus often closes his sermon with choices. The narrow road, the wide road, you've got a choice. Influences in your life that are good or produce bad fruit, that's a choice. Now we're faced with a choice of rock, sand. Only one thing I know is true, that our foundation will make its own weather. Your foundation that you are resting on right now will determine when the storm comes, the stability of your relationship with Christ, where you'll go, 
how you'll go, how you'll respond to it. Will I run to the cross? Will I run to something else? Two homes that we spoke on earlier. They both withstood the rain. They both withstood the wind. But they did not withstand the storm. It's not until the storm hits that the strength of our foundations are tested. Building our lives in Christ is done little by little, day by day, bit by bit. And all throughout the Bible, we see incredible hindsight and the qualities of wisdom, having the ability beyond what's happening in our world right now to see God's plan and to plan against God's plan. What is God's plan? Follow the word. Apply it to your life. Let it compact who you are. The truth is, our lives, storms come. Often they come at us. Often they come from us. Storms come. Often they come at us. Often they come from us. If storms are coming from you, if the temperature of your home, if your children, or whatever it may be, we need to start building again. Building again. Let God move you into a foundation that can support whatever comes at your life. I've had plenty of things come at me that have rocked my world, I can assure you. But it's only the fact that I've laid my foundation in Christ that I can stand here and say, God, you are merciful. God, you are great. I thank you, God. I don't understand what's going on in this situation, but I'm going to lean into you. Grace and mercy, grace and mercy all the days of my life. Lord, you are my shepherd. Because if I look at that thing, it'll distract me and my life will start to be undermined. I'll start to lose my footing and my mind and my heart will go somewhere else. But surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Storms come to us. Storms come from us. God has got a peace. And when there's a storm raging in here, I often withdraw and just go, God, I'm just going to give this to you. I'm going to start to allow the word resonate over my life again. I'm going to start to find my identity in you again. I'm not going to allow this thing to speak to my identity again. I'm not going to allow sickness to speak to my identity. I'm not going to allow hurt to speak to my identity. I'm not going to allow words of others to speak to my identity. I'm not going to allow actions of others to speak to my identity. I'm not going to allow things in my world to start to shape and undermine the foundation in which you so dearly paid for. Grace and mercy. It's an amazing thing. Psalm 124 says this, Our help is in the name of the Lord. The amount of times I've had to stop and go, God, my help is in you. I don't know what's going on. The maker of heaven and earth, those who trust in the Lord, are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. I want my trust to be in God. I want God to be the builder of my city. I don't want a foundation of sand. I don't want things shifting in my life that I can't. I'm just all over the place. Are you with me this morning, church? Come on, God wants to move you from where you are. God wants to use you. He wants to take you. He wants to say, come on, you can do this. Just step out. I'm not going to do that. Just step out. Just shift from where you are. Stand on the promises of the Word of God or the book of hindsight, the book of promises that I've given you. 
Let me be your foundation and whatever passes through you will be safe. Whatever blessing that you explain to will be safe. You will be safe. You can whack this thing, you can crack it, you can jump on it, you can kick it, you can do whatever you want. But if you are anchored in Christ, let me tell you, friend, you will not move. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? I say that so many times, I know it so well. If God be for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. How can it? How can weapons prosper against the God of gods? Against the government of Jesus Christ in your life? How can they prosper if my foundation is in Christ? To be a conduit, we need to stay positioned. Stay positioned. We become load-bearing because it doesn't matter what comes on top of it, it won't crush it. We become a load-bearing person that can stand there and then start to speak life and hope into others. We start to take that load of the world and go, hey, that's not who you are. That's not the identity that you were given. God has called you for so much more. We've got to build the foundation correctly. We've got to be available, allow ourselves to be compacted, allow those bits of shrapnel to be pulled out so the blockages aren't there. Allow those things that you're carrying in your heart this morning to go. I know that's easier said than done. But let me tell you, Jesus went to the cross and that was no easy thing. Jesus took it all. Every single thing that you've got an attitude with, Jesus took it. Every single challenge you got in your world, every crink, every crease, every, every break, Jesus took it. And when I come to that position, no guilt, no shame, just forgiven, just worthy, just free, it puts me in a position where I am in submission to the one who saved me and allows me to move forward from that place that wants to anchor me back it starts to remove those impurities from my foundations because God loves us. Finally, Psalm 127 says this, as the musicians come, unless the Lord builds the house, the builder builds in vain. So many things we've built in vain. So many things. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand in vain. Come on. Let's start to change the language of our home. Let's start to change the language of our life. Let's start to shift the things in our marriage. Let's start to speak over my marriage. Darling, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love that God brought you into my world. You are the great Ananias to my soul. I love that. Children, I love you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I am forgiven. We sing these great declarations of who Christ is. Can we live them? Will we be like the man who built his house on the rock and listen to what the voice of God says? Will we be that guy? And right now we're going to take a few minutes. Whatever's shifting sands in your world, come on, let's stand to our feet this morning, church. If you've got shifting sands in your world, if you've got shrapnel stuck in your heart, if you've got kinks in your world, I'm going to open this platform up just for a moment. I'm not going to labour here. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and lay that at the foot of that cross, 
to unblock that conduit of blessing that God wants to pour out on you, to shore up that foundation that He's bringing into your world. Just come, come right now. We're gonna sing. We're gonna sing right now. Just come. God wants to bless you, expand your world. In Jesus' name. Great Holy Ghost. Greater is. Greater is. Greater is. Greater is. Thank you, Jesus. Start to declare who Christ is over your life this morning. I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, sing it out this morning, church. Stronger is the Lord. Mighty are you, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. This is your opportunity, church. It's not between me and you. This is between you and God. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.